Welcome to our brand new show It's not that complicated so listen close We'll go through IMDB Reviewing all of an actor's movies Blank spank, blank spank Blank spank, blank spank Blank spank, blank spank Blank spank So Alexander, you've, you've had all oh, three and a bit months to come up with a, <laughs> with a bit to open the show with. Let's see what you got. Jamie, <laughs> you woke up this morning, you went outside, you went to go get a coffee, okay? You know, maybe a little pan of chocolate. You go to the till, you opened up your wallet, you looked inside, and there was no money. There was no crypto. There was no Bitcoin. <laughs> Where was your NFTs, Jamie? You didn't have any of it because you're a fool and you didn't invest in the ground floor. That's right, Jamie. We all joked about Dogecoin when Dogecoin started. And as it turns out, you need to get rid of that FOMO and apparently you got to have diamond hands. That's what this show <laughs> is about, Jamie. Not NFTs or cryptos, but it's about getting in on the ground floor and taking something from being worthless to being worth jack sh- shit. But in the middle, just... being worth a lot. <laughs> You gotta by believe. just telling people by just telling yeah. people it is just confidence alone that's all i needed i i didn't need my wallet i should have just told them that i already owned that pan of chocolate and that coffee that in fact they owed me for that pan of chocolate and that coffee and that pan of chocolate and that coffee was worth three million dollars because i say so uh hello and welcome back to blank spank the Hathaway Slashaway, the show where we're chronologic- still chronologically reviewing Anne Hathaway's entire IMDb and she now has something new out, so we're back again! And with me as formerly and still again is my dear co-host Al Gillespie. <laughs> Say hello, Al. That made it sound like one, I had died, and two, you had brought me back from the dead. And Jamie, we all know that you died and I brought you back from the dead. That's how it works. Yeah, I was going to say, it wouldn't be out of character for this show for one of us to die and come back to life. Um, It's been a few months, Alexander. Of course, uh, people who are uh, avid listeners of the podcast will know uh, that uh, we we took a little hiatus. We, We ran out of Anne Hathaway projects. We ran out of Tom Hanks projects. We had our little Christmas show just before Christmas. But then... There's been a dearth of uh, Anne Hathaway and uh, Tom Hanks projects to review, but finally we are back together. But we cannot start talking about those yet because we must we must update the the dear listeners on our lives, what has been going on in your life in the last three months. And really, I'm just referring to one thing that I want you to talk about. And you know what it is. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I talked about this on the lot. Do you mean me getting engaged? No, no. no. Okay, so... Before the podcast, we we, we were unsure. Yeah, we were unsure before the podcast (laughs) whether we talked about you getting engaged because clearly when we're not doing this every single week, we just forget everything. But we're we're assuming that we did tell, we think on timelines that in our last episode, we had Mm -hmm. said that you'd got engaged. But related to that, because for some reason you didn't do this next thing immediately after you got engaged, as I thought you might have been doing when you <laughs> called me to tell me that you were engaged. But you waited a couple months. You 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 you, you blue balled me a little bit, Alexander. Because what what were you waiting to tell me, Jamie? I I think it's called edging. Uh, 
here's the thing. I I uh, I I have asked you to be one of my best men. Uh, oh wow! You even just throw it as one of the best. You, <laughs> you don't even let me have the best just for like a sentence before you say that there's someone else's. Well. I I asked you first if that makes it better, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Jamie was uh, his. I wanted to ask him in person. All right, so I was like, okay, I'll wait till back in the UK. I'll ask him in person. Uh, that's could have been months. Could have been, been genuinely me sitting there for like five <laughs> months, going, like I'm pretty sure. Well, I guess he maybe has a brother. Like, and you know, he likes his brother. I don't know. <laughs> his brother doesn't listen to the podcast, so I mean, you know how much can he like him? Uh, look, I I'd envision it that we'd be uh, at a pub in London. Uh, most likely, Waxy's little sister. That I buy you a pint. <laughs> that I say, "Hey, do you want to be my best man?" You'd be like, "Oh yeah," and then you buy me a pint, and that'd be lovely. And instead, uh, one weekend <laughs> while playing Deep Galactic uh, on the PlayStation, uh, Deep Rock Galactic. Thank you very much. Get Deep- that. It is an, it is now an important relic within our friendship. Please get its name correct. Instead, while playing Deep Rock Galactic. Uh, <laughs> Jamie started asking me this However I had no headphones attached We weren't talking through the phone or anything I was talking through the microphone In the PS5 controller Which means Jamie's voice comes out Jamie don't need this like this That's all you hear is Hey are you are you are you picked your best yet? You picked your best No, no, I no. I was much more subtle than that. Uh, Thank you very much. I asked if Alyssa had picked her maid of honor. <laughs> That's a completely different question that is clearly not leading anywhere. Um, so yes, you you made me wait for a whole I think month and a half, two months, and I got too antsy, and so I just basically <laughs> asked you. <laughs> I asked you for me to be your best man, which, which is- to be fair, I have been doing on this podcast for like three years oh yeah so it's, it's only right that i continue that well, trend so so of course you and yourself and my other best man uh bennett uh you know friend of the show uh both have been asking like i remember specifically i believe it was in the understudy uh at the national theater that you both uh, made your strong pitches uh to be my best man uh that did to be fair your campaign was more aggressive than ben's uh ben definitely went with like a a subtle uh you know touchy touchy and and having an aggressive marketing campaign uh is only apt for what we are reviewing uh this week uh for anne hathaway is now starring in we crashed uh based on the uh rise and fall uh of the I'd like to say beloved, but uh, that's probably just factually inaccurate. Uh, WeWork. Uh, Al, have you, did you ever in your time in London work in a WeWork? Yeah, not in London though, uh, in Manchester. Um, but Ooh. yes, uh, the company I worked for uh, had a Manchester office, which uh, I went up to once uh, to do a presentation for. Uh, they were at a uh, WeWorks and it was much nicer than our office. It was much nicer. Oh. That's the thing about WeWorks, and we'll get more to into the show, is like, the core idea isn't terrible. It was just no. run poorly. Very poorly. Yeah, well, I mean, were were there people there shouting, when I say we, you say so work, we. Oh, 100%. Um, as, Jamie, as they is were, depicted in the show. Of course. And naturally, there was also a fuck closet, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they showed um, me on the tour. They were like, guys, well, of although, course. We, we're although, the as far as we one. can tell, there is not a fuck closet in. I mean, we'll, we'll get into this, but there's a confusing level of um, that, that 
there are WeWork offices, which are places where normal, like, non-WeWork employees hire out space for... I mean, for anyone who doesn't know what a WeWork is, it was just an office building where people could hire out offices so that, you know, companies didn't have to have their own buildings. Jamie, get your bloody boomer brain out that's that's traditional office spacing all right it's a like shared office space hot desking environment where the idea basically is uh if you're an incubator if you're a small company with only like two or four people hiring out an entire floor somewhere it costs a lot of money but hiring out a shared workspace where maybe you get a little bit of an office with glass doors or maybe even you're just getting a desk much cheaper uh, than a traditional way to rent space. And you don't have to do it from your yeah. basement. Um, but within the show, there are obviously those buildings, which are the the the, the business mm. of WeWork or the, or the product of WeWork. But then there's also the WeWork offices for yes. people who work for WeWork. And that appears to be where the fuck closet is. But it is almost <laughs> counterintuitive that WeWork has their own offices. Yeah. That shouldn't be how it works. Right? Like, surely you should be your own proof of concept and you should work in a WeWork. Why do they have their own separate office? I thought the whole point was that you don't need that. I, 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 think, they mod- I think they model their head offices after the like actual like product offices. But, uh, you know, Jamie, what you need is power, all right? You know what's yeah. not a big dick move, Jamie? Like, working in a shared office environment. If you're a CEO of a $47 billion company, and you're just like, Oh, look at me, I'm sitting at a hot desk. No, fuck you, man. That's right, get yourself the big table. Shout to get yourself some chicken salad, all right? Mm, I want some <laughs> chicken salad from that Chinese place down the road. Go get it for me. Um. So, I mean, there's not much to say. Before we start diving up, for... I assume I'll have put this in the episode title or something. Uh, the first three episodes all dropped at once a couple of weeks ago. Um, and so we are reviewing those first three episodes. Uh, and then we haven't really decided how we're going to do the rest. We might do like two episodes at a time and then the finale, or we might do one a week. Who knows? really just depends how much we feel like doing this. Um, but we are reviewing the first three episodes uh, today, which came out on March 18th of 2022 on Apple TV+. Plus. A a streaming service that seems to just consistently have lots of money because it's Apple, but are just throwing it at people. Um, It is based on a podcast by the same name. Um, The creators themselves uh, have a little bit of a background. So those uh, creators are Drew Cavello and Lee Eisenberg, uh, both of whom, um, well, Lee Eisenberg especially has like uh, worked on The Office as both a director and a writer and an executive producer and had a few other small things here and there. Um, It is, of course, starring uh, Jared Leto and Anne Hathaway as uh, Adam and Rebecca Newman. Adam Newman, the founder of WeWork, and Rebecca Newman, uh, his wife. Um, It also has Carl Marvin uh, as Miguel McKelvey, the other co-founder of um, WeWork. And it has a smattering of other people as well. Um, One of whom uh, is definitely recognisable as one of the doctors on House, but I cannot remember his name, nor can I spot his name, uh, obviously, from the Wikipedia page because I'm bad at my job. Um, But outside of the the top two, it's not a particularly uh, well-known cast. Uh, and yeah, it is now releasing weekly uh, on Apple TV. There's very little to say outside of that because most things that are produced for Apple TV have the story of so-and-so signed a deal with Apple and then they made a TV show. 
it came out. Uh, unless you have anything else particularly interesting. I don't know if you've listened to the podcast, Alexander, or had even heard of the podcast before you So uh, I had heard of the podcast. I'd heard of the... There are lots of books about WeWork in particular. You might not know this yeah. about me, Jamie, but uh, there's an age you reach uh, as a man where your favourite uh, books uh, taste uh, tends to become uh, non-fiction and more specifically non-fiction about startups failing. Uh, that yeah. that's a subgenre I deeply <laughs> love. I would recommend uh, Bad Blood, which is the book about Theranos, which is better than the TV show about Theranos. Uh, and uh, I would also recommend uh, Super Pumped, which is also being made into a TV show with uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Uh, but as of yet, not yet. But um, it's it's I just love that genre. Like there's something about like, hey, look, these people have because what it inevitably is, and we'll get to at the end. But like is Hey, someone has a good idea and they are good at selling things, but they are not yep. good at running a company. And venture capital is very good at giving money to good ideas, but doesn't necessarily care enough about the, how good these people are actually running businesses. Um, and if they can sell hard enough, uh, which I find fascinating. So yeah, no, I, I, I unfortunately haven't read the books. I will maybe try and read the book or listen to the podcast before the next uh, episode so I can give us a little update but um... uh, I won't because I can't read <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah uh, so that is We Crashed uh, as I say we are diving into the first three episodes um, uh, this week um, so Alexander it is oh wait no wait what do we, we before we do that we of course must do uh, Six Degrees of Tom Hanks, which is where we played against Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon. Uh, but we tried to connect this TV show to our erstwhile season one star, Thomas Jeffrey Hanks. Uh, we also have decided that we're going to set a little restriction on ourselves, which is that um, as we're going to have multiple episodes on this, we will do a Six Degrees of Tom Hanks for this episode. And then we'll do it again in the next episode. But we are not allowed to use any of the people that we used in this episode if we remember that um i have mine uh i think i can do it in three steps i know what steps i just can't remember how i think you can do better than this but i'm walking my way through okay uh well why why are you walking through it i will uh so so jared leto uh who keeps getting cast in things and it fucking pisses me off weird man um was uh well the reason he keeps on getting cast in things is because of his famous role in dallas buyers club uh with one mr matthew mcconaughey matthew mcconaughey is in wolf of wall street with leonardo dicaprio leonardo dicaprio is in catch me if you can with one thomas jeffrey hanks that's pretty good that's pretty good i will say like jared leto like has been in more than just dallas buyers club uh, he, I, I understand that, uh, but, but in, most of the um, reason why he's got all of the other ones is because of Dallas Buyers Club, and he's uh, not been good in any of did them. Did you not like Lord of War? Uh, that was a great <laughs> film with Nicolas Cage. Great Panic Room, people like that. The real, the real big one was Requiem for a Dream, back in two thousand. I think really kicks off a lot of his like bigger films. Yeah, uh, he's also in Fight Club, which I did not realize. But that actually, uh, yes, he uh, he plays the guy who gets uh, the blonde guy who gets beaten the shit out of. By uh, Brad Pitt in the Fight Club. Ah, nice, nice. So anyway, here we're going to go. We start off with Jared Leto as well. So we'll go Jared Leto. Jared Leto was in uh, House of Gucci. 
uh, alongside yeah. doing Adam. another one of his silly little accents like he seems obsessed with doing now sorry, sorry. Jamie to be fair that film is set in Italy so I agree I don't know why no. anyone in that film was doing an accent yeah. but they are all doing accents He's just no, doing I, the I, most accent possible. I understand that. And and then he got cast in this as well, where, again, the person he's playing does have this accent. But why does Jared Leto keep forcing himself into playing fucking roles where he's got these silly little accents? Who told him he's good at them? That's the good <laughs> This one is, uh, we were talking about this before the show, um, which is like, yeah, how, how cool is it for uh, Jared Leto from, like, Kansas to be playing an Israeli dude? Uh, and the answer is, yeah. it's not for us to answer. Um, yeah, it's not for us to answer. But if I were it. to offer an answer, I feel pretty uncomfortable with it. <laughs> if someone else who has a more um, uh, learned opinion would like to uh, disagree or agree with me, feel free. But, uh, I mean, I feel pretty uncomfortable he's the, he's with him playing Israeli man. What I will say is that uh, Anne Hathaway in this also plays a Jewish character, I believe. But um, much less... Uh, what you're looking confused? No, no, no. I'm, I'm no, I'm not looking confused. That's just my face. That's just um, your face. You're making a concentrated face, and I was like, "Have yes, I said I'm, something I'm very, really I'm very, dumb?" I'm very focused. It's it's uh, obviously there's been a lot of like specifically playing the original character. There's been a lot of conversation about like uh, people who aren't Jewish playing Jewish characters uh, in the last yeah. uh, you know how long. Uh, obviously, that's a conversation. Lots of people have lots of thoughts about it. Uh, I think we will just stay out of that. But it's interesting how, like, Anne Hathaway also plays one, but, like, a lot... Uh, by one, I mean, also plays a Jewish person. Um, but uh, a lot less visibly than, like, Jared Leto just coming in with, like, hard... Very hard Israeli accent in this. Yeah, very hard Israeli accent. And I'm I'm fairly sure that the, the person he is supposed to be playing is not ethnically white at all and yet Jared Leto uh, I'm, fa- I'm fairly sure is Cajun no I no he's, Jared Leto I, I, is I believe Cajun. He, I believe he's Ashkenazi oh sorry no, oh, is sorry it? Jared Leto is Cajun but the guy yes who... yeah Jared Leto is Cajun I thought you yeah, could yeah, say yeah. Jared Leto is Ashkenazi well then in which case I have no issue but no, he no is, I, uh, I, he I believe he's um Ash- he's not Sephardic he's um uh Ashkenazi Jewish I believe um yeah he, he's like he's at least like you know a similar skin color to you or I. Um, uh, maybe the best we did rephrase it. Moving on from the controversial yeah, yeah, no, section I, I, at the beginning I, of the podcast. I like how we said we weren't going to go into it, and then we're like, but like, what if we just did? What if, like, what if we just it? went into yeah. it for like four minutes, both of us bumbling around at a topic we do not know enough about? All I know about is. Jared Leto makes me uncomfortable and it's probably actually nothing to do with the character he's playing I just don't like Jared Leto yeah. I don't want people to stop casting him in things I, and his silly little accent I think that's the thing right Jared Leto would be a lot more palatable if Jared Leto every now and then just played normal characters for a bit like like yeah. like normal actors do because if all you want to play is like extremes of a character um, you know, uh, how great is that? Is it great that he won an Oscar for playing a trans woman? Almost oh, certainly not. Not for me to um, say, probably not. Um, <laughs> is um, it great that and, he's doing this in this accent? I don't yeah. know. Was it great that time he sent a condom to his castmates? Used condom to his castmates oh, from the God, Suicide yeah. Squad. Oh, that's right, people. I didn't forget that. All right? What did I, he do I, to Anne Hathaway in this? Stop this monster. He's just going around <laughs> Hollywood and just sending used condoms to people. Uh, enough is enough but then again you watch one video of the real Adam Newman and he and he's basically pretty similar to like I 
when I started watching this was like, why the fuck did this guy get his inspiration from uh, what's his face from the room? Well, I can't remember the name now. Uh, Adam, yeah, uh, I was uh, Tommy Wiseau. Uh, Tommy was that. Um, I was like, that's really weird. And then I watched some videos of Adam Newman. I'm like, oh, no, Adam Newman's quite a lot like Tommy Wiseau. And you know what? I guess if you're in Hollywood and you're like, oh, who are we going to get to play this like freaky little guy who's like Tommy Wiseau? You know what? Jared Leto is probably high up on that list yeah. to play this freaky little guy. That's true. That's true. Uh, Anyway, we should get into the actual so, uh, plot of the because we have three hours yeah. worth of so TV shows. What I'm going to say is we're going to move along with judicious speed because we're already 20 minutes in. All right. Yeah. Uh, I think we're going to treat the first three episodes largely like one long thing. I guess we'll just say that within yeah. the episode when we get to it. But we're going to move yeah. along with a little bit of speed. All right. Okay. Jamie. Yeah. Oh God. It's a big day. This yeah. TV show begins like all good TV shows would newspapers are back that's right they said newspapers were dead <laughs> but they're not the wall street journal has put out a hit piece on adam what's adam doing he's in a really big house he has an assistant come bring him a bong and he's just smoking on this bong i've never smoked a bong so i assume that's how it works and not just like really weird but it looks weird uh, and it's not a thing to do on your uh, big day. Uh, Adam doesn't know it's a big day for him. He goes into work. He's like, hey, I'm not going to do the accent. Hi, guys. How are you all doing? And they're like, yeah, Adam. No, but, but, I, look, I've had to deal with this guy's freaking little accent for three hours already. I don't need someone doing an even worse impression of it. <laughs> guys, it's not offensive. It's my impression of an offensive accent. Okay. That's like, it's double ironic. Don't worry. Um, yeah. So anyway, he goes in and the board are like, Adam, you dickwad. Uh, yeah, the Wall, the Wall Street, Street Journal has a yeah has a paper that says Adam Newman built WeWork and may destroy it. But Adam's like, this is a fucking hit piece. This is bullshit. Or you know, we've got our IPO next week. We're still going ahead. And the board are like, dude, you think this is about the IPO? And he's like, yeah. And they're like, no, you're fucking fired, dude. You're out. <laughs> like, Ooh, leave. Yeah. Um, and Tim and Anne Hathaway get in uh, their the the lift, uh, and they go down the lift, and they're like, <laughs> "Oh, actually, no. Wait. To be fair, we've literally skipped to the end of the episode." No, but the, the, yeah, no, you have. It starts off with that, <laughs> but also yes, I love how you, we were like, "We're going to move with speed," and you're like, "Detail wise, they go in the lift, they sit in the lift, they get out okay, of the lift." But I, I also did accidentally Cut to. just skip to the yeah. You okay. Did. Before he finds out that he's fired, yeah. it cuts back. We do a little flashback. Some non-traditional linear storytelling, lads. Get used to it. It's going to be the entire fucking show. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's you know, yeah. Uh, so anyway, we cut back to the past. That's right. What time? I think around 2008. Probably a little bit later. 2009? I don't remember. Sometime in the past. Uh, no. It, so it, if we were crashed in 2019 and it's 12 years earlier, then it'll be 2007. Sure. So, uh, 2007. These uh, are the details that are important, Alexander. We cannot skip past. Our audience deserves to know whether it was 2007 or 2008. So, anyway, so uh, it's 2007. Adam is a broke college kid who's recently moved from uh, Israel to New York. And he's going around and he's uh, selling products door to door, largely. Yeah. So, he has two products, Jamie, he, which one of which yeah. is not terrible. One of which is one is the collapsing heel, which uh, injures uh, his assistant in an attempt to sell it uh, and the yeah. other one is a little baby grow but with like knee pads and he's like yeah. babies can't tell us if uh, it's recession proof babies can't tell us if their knees are sore so how do we know yeah. which is great um, also you say 
college kid. I believe he is like 30 at the time, but he's yes. gone back to like business school or something like that. Yeah, in I mean, yeah, he's going door to door. Yeah, neither of these um, uh, uh, businesses, neither of these uh, products he's uh, he's pitching are going particularly well. He goes back to his apartment. Uh, he asks a guy, a lot of lift content in this uh, mm. in this TV show. He's in the lift. Um, and he asked uh, a, a guy who's clearly a neighbor, like, hey, you want to wanna, like come chill? Um, hi, Alyssa. Hi, dog. Uh, they can't hear me. Uh, <laughs> Jamie says hi. Uh, Gus, Gus is jumping up on people. Um, um, so yeah, he's like, hey, do you want to come hang out in my apartment? And the guy's like, no, this is New York. The fuck's wrong with you? And he's like, oh, but I want to build community. Um, d- don't try the accent again, Jamie. Yeah, <laughs> Jamie, remember stuff. earlier when I Note said let's stuff. not do it? Let's not do <laughs> Note it. Just, I really flirted with it there when I was like, he's, nah. he's one going to ask, rather than doing Israeli accent, let's pick an accent that's okay to Mark. Uh, do a, a very posh British accent every time you want to do an Israeli accent. Okay, okay? so yes. And, sure. and and if and you can just imagine when I'm doing the posh uh, boy that it is uh, Jared Leto. Uh, also doing an accent that's not his, uh, and I have no idea whether it's good or not. Uh, but I, I assume it's. It, I don't know. I assume it, he's good at was, them. Was it good in House of Gucci? I, someone described it as like <laughs> have someone having carbonara running through his veins. That was like the level of performance <laughs> he was giving. And Is that good or not? <laughs> just assume. Just assume this man has a lot of like baba ganoush. Uh, like, and just, just imagine Jared Leto having eaten eight tons of um, hummus. And uh, <laughs> it just like was reborn um, as this character. But yeah, basically the point of the scene is he's clearly someone who wants to make connections with people. That's like his thing, and he's a very persuasive no, talker. He steals his food. He, he comes also back does and steal then steals food. his food. He's yeah. Also, he's a dick. Also, yeah. he's a dick. That's the other point of the scene. Anyway, he's back at um, school, uh, business school, and he's pitching an idea. And the idea is communal living. It's a it's a building. It's flats, but it's got shared uh, kitchens. It's got shared uh, bathrooms, uh, and uh, everyone else uh, who are the college students are like, uh, "Hey, dude, that sounds like a dorm. Um, why the fuck would I like go to college, like earn a degree to get a job to go live in a dorm?" Uh, and he's like, "Oh, well, what you don't understand is because I'm much older than all of you." You will be chasing this experience for the rest of your life. And that's about the only thing I liked him saying in the entire first three episodes. Mm-hmm. In the entire first three episodes, he says so much bullshit. And that was the one line where I was like, yeah, you know what? That resonates. Wanting to be back at university yeah. <laughs> very much resonates Ooh, with me. Do I want to be living back in dorms? No. no. But you know, there's an inkling of an idea. But yeah. everyone is like, this sucks. Uh, but he's like, well, you're a bunch of fucking college students. I don't yeah. give a shit about you. Uh, you in the corner, the man with the money, you're the one I'm pitching to. And he's like, um, yeah, no, I agree with them. It kind of sounds like dorms, to be honest. And he's like, wait, 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 no. I can give you... I've got more. Like, I've babies, got babies with knee pads, all right? What do babies have? Knees. What do they need? Knee pads, all right? Babies are a recession-proof business. So Adam continues to kind of go through uh, his time. He needs to get some money uh, for something. I forget what specifically. Well, he he firstly gets office space through one of his classmates. He meets uh, Miguel. Uh, we get a little, a, a way too long, awkward scene of them being like, of him pretending to know this guy, Miguel. 
uh, and Miguel constantly being like, yeah, no, we met at that. And he's like, oh, yeah, we met. Yeah, I remember we met at the Michael, Miguel. Yeah, and we were doing shot, shot. Anyway, they yeah. it was way too long, way too uncomfortable. But he's like, I've got some office space. Like, I, I, I have some office space. You said you need office space. Yeah. Come I've got I didn't get how did you under yeah it's a closet in a big abandoned warehouse did you understand why Miguel has a closet in a big abandoned warehouse Miguel at this point works for an architecture firm Uh, the architecture firm like owns I think the floor above uh, uh, the floor above them Um, what I think it is is just that he's like I think he just has connection with the landlords there so I think he knows that there's a space for like $800 so uh, Adam needs to like raise $800 so how do you do that, Jamie? Yeah. Do you go out? Do you work hard? Do you do you panhandle? No, Jamie. You put flies around your building. You put a twenty dollars entrance fee on a p- rooftop party. And to be honest, I live in a building. If someone was like, "There's a rooftop party upstairs for twenty bucks," I'd pay twenty bucks. Yeah, yeah. Because we're all adults. Um, so, and we all just want to hang out with people. All right. I miss so he... people. <laughs> COVID sucks. <laughs> so he he gets his money, but. I know we said we were going to uh, breeze through this, but this does start <laughs> Sorry, the worst I, part. I, this does start this. the worst part of the show. Yeah. This does start the absolute worst part of the show, and I would like to dive in on it, because uh, at this party, he meets Anne Hathaway, and this starts the um, cutesy harassment that he does of this woman for like 15 minutes of the show. So, firstly, she says no at the bar, so he turns up at her yoga studio. She says no there, so he turns up at the supermarket that she's at. Uh, She says no there, so he follows her down the street. And at that point, for some reason, she says yes. Oh, he has no, been harassing get, this yeah, woman and stalking her. her. Bag. Like the well, reason yeah. is, I think, to get him off. It, it reminds me of there was a joke about um, there's a like Joe. Uh, called, you know, there's a, a U.S. Uh, talk show presenter, morning show presenter called like Morning Joe or whatever. Yes, whose wife is also on the the TV show. And I remember there being this joke about them as like a, a, a classic case of Me Too, uh, which worked out. Uh, and very much, yeah. uh, th- this reminds me of that too, which is like, the story of how you two met is creepy. He does not come across well in it. I guess no, it works because you're married, but no one else do this. Yeah, no, yeah, no, I really don't like it being presented in a TV show uh, romanticized, to be honest. I don't, um, I, here's my thing. I don't know how romanticized it is because I think he's a dick, because he's a dick in most other things. Yeah. I think it's meant to be like, look at his personality. His personality is like he's a bulldog, he'll never stop. I think more so than romance because they both yeah. suck. They both I mean, come across as super unlikable in this episode. Yeah, they do. I mean, we'll we'll get into this when we talk about the show in general. But this this just this leans into how just in general with this show, I I don't know what they want me to feel like most of the time. Um, I don't know whether I'm supposed to be supporting uh, this this harassment. Um, so, but anyway, they go on a date. They go on a date, it goes poorly because he turns up like 20 minutes late, but he also finds out that she's getting underpaid at the yoga studio, so he turns up uh, and uh, well, no, no, barges he, into So the he also then studio. doesn't pay, so he, he turns up, she's like, I'm going to leave. Oh, yes. Sorry, no, yeah. Uh, he's then like, nah, let's have some apps. They order some apps and drinks. It's like a $22 drink. Um, and uh, then she's like, I'm going. And the guy's like, so uh, it's going to be 50 bucks? And he's like, oh, I can't, I can't pay. I, thought I, didn't, I didn't pay. bring my wallet. Yeah. yeah, no, he's a, he's an unrelenting arsehole. Um, and so he turns up to her yoga studio again, uh, slams on her boss's door and is like, hey, basically the currently she's getting 
technically paid as a trainee so she's getting like one dollar per client because he's training her um and adam does a relatively decent thing and is like no that's bullshit uh you're gonna get the one dollar off her she's gonna take the rest of the money or we're gonna leave i'm gonna set her up in another studio and so he fights for her to get um proper wage so i guess that's called and, feminism, and that, Jamie. That's called feminism. All right. Step, yeah, well, no, find women, step in, get them more money. All right. Put yeah, yourself yeah. on the line by harassing a, your a woman, girlfriend's boss. Put yourself look, on the line. A woman can't earn enough money by herself, so she needs a man to demand she gets paid more. Um, and apparently it does work because they get real horny for each other and start fucking. Some people are. Um, I, I want to throw like this out right there. right there in the yoga studio. It's very antithetical to you and me. Because this is the opposite of who we are. And therefore, anyone who's romantically interested in us is the opposite of what they're into, too. There are yeah. some people who like charge people. Again, I don't yeah. know any of them, but I hear they no. exist. Um, yeah, so they start... Maybe it's, a, maybe it's a kink thing. They start hooking up. Um, <laughs> while they uh, hook up, um, you kind of all this way, and like, just to describe like Anne Hathaway's character in this, uh, a bit like... Um, very like... Like Adam, in that she's very forceful... Uh, she's very like has very strong opinions about things but she's quite airy fairy in that she's very yeah. like let's you know, talk about your shadow self kind of thing she's also Gwyneth Paltrow's cousin yes best I was going to say she also that yes that is an actual fact she's actually Gwyneth Paltrow's cousin and you know what totally makes sense fully makes sense that Gwyneth Paltrow is cousins with the person who co-founded WeWork or married to the person who co-founded WeWork yeah. um, I don't know how much uh, actual credit she gets i don't which she was never an actual founder or or ceo no, she's or anything, not, was she? uh she ends up being like head of so this is maybe a spoiler later in the show she does end up as she has a position at we work which is like head of wellness or something but i believe uh, she, it's not on the um, original master anyway so we get uh adam being a dick again because they're him and miguel are going around pitching we work. He's come up with the idea. Uh, like he's moved. He's moved pitching, on. Wait, it's not called We Work at the time. It's called it's, uh, uh, Green Desk. Green Desk. But they're pitching the co-working um, thing. Adam's like, "Hey, you grew up in a hippie commune. I grew up in a kibbutz. Let's. Uh, why don't we do the do this? Take the idea we had for the dorms and let's make it into a um, like a workspace company. So they go and, around. You know, they you've got it. this big area here. Adam why don't a, we use that? Adam, being a dick, goes in, pitches it to a landlord, and then comes says, "We'll have a nineteen-page deck for you tomorrow." Goes out and it's like, "So I need you to make a nineteen-page deck to." Uh, yeah, yeah. He's like, well, you know, I'm I'm the salesman. You know, you're the architect. You can do it. I'm, I'll, I'll buy. Um, and so Miguel works his ass off. Get the gets the 19 page deck for the next day, mm. for Green Desk. The landlord is like, yeah, no, I mean, it's good, but I'm not sure. And Adam's like, yeah, no, it's okay. You you keep that one. We've we've printed off one for every investor we're going to see. And he starts to walk out, and he's like. Oh, I'm a little fucking bitch, baby, and I fall for the most basic marketing trick I've ever seen in my life. Who else you seeing? And they're like, Oh, who who were we seeing? Oh, we were seeing um, uh, Newman and and Roberts, and uh, and then we were off to to Citibank. And he's like, Yeah, all right, I'll give you some money. Um, so they get money to set up uh their first one, uh, Green Desk, which is just one space in one. One warehouse. Yeah, so far warehouse. Um, it's all cool. It's very like aesthetically like what we works will end up being, kind of as a proof yeah. of concept. Uh, which yeah. is so. Hey, and the idea is it's uh, which I didn't know about. Maybe it would sort of got phased out as we work went in. But they talk about it being very progressive as uh, throughout the show. And I guess it starts from the fact that this green desk thing. The idea is it's more environmentally friendly as yeah. well. Um, which to be fair, a- 
absolutely true. Uh, yeah. Being able to not have a bunch of buildings with unused space and fucking offices that are empty most of the time because you don't like companies buy too many um, too much space for their uh, for their company yeah. having a shared space works and is more ecological no, definitely. Um, and it definitely and what we can see at this point is that it has that community vibe to it right? it's got a community yeah. spirit people really love it they're having a lot of parties after work you know that's as he says uh early yes uh, it's kombucha uh during the day and then unlimited beer taps at night and uh, the uh, beer tap thing was very much even when i went up to the manchester thing such a selling point for them. And again, I can't stress this enough. I will sell out so hard for beer taps at work. This is a selling point which more companies need to recognize. Uh, but yeah. Al, Al was keen to get in the fuck closet in Manchester. Get down there, pour his pints. <laughs> yes, yeah. solely that's what I want to do. Really, it's actually kind of disgusting that they have the taps in the fuck closet. But, uh, <laughs> like, it kind of smells. You go in, you're like, eesh. Boys hey, that's leave. what I call a real pump and dump. <laughs> that joke is too good. That joke is too good. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, um, so. Uh, yeah, things are generally going well with Green Desk, um, but uh, they uh, want to. They they talk about this early on. You know, the whole everything you want. What takes a good idea to a great idea is scalability, and he wants to scale it up. He's up. He's not happy with just their one office. They're they're going to get more. So they go to their old landlord, and they basically get bought out of their. I, uh, of I think it even for more five hundred thousand. Yeah, there's five hundred thousand. I think actually the inciting inf- incident for this is. Adam goes to a restaurant with uh, Rebecca. Is it Rebecca? Um, they go yes. to... Uh, the, while they're um, at the restaurant, he sees the guy who rejected him earlier. He goes up and he yes. says, Hey, look, you should have invested because we're going to make 200 grand this year. And the guy goes, Wow, 200 grand. My secretary makes more than that, bitch. Uh, and then Adam, <laughs> heartbroken, this is his Joker moment. Uh, that like <laughs> I've gotten very obsessed with watching movies and deciding where the Joker moment happens uh, with people. And this is his Joker moment. <laughs> He goes, Absolutely. we need to scale, scale faster, scale harder. So yes, they go out, they sell out for 500 grand. Uh, they then have 500 grand. That's great, 250 grand each. They start, they're like, cool, proof of concept. They can we prove that it's worked. It's going to be really easy to get more money. They start going around. They start trying to get more money. It's 2008. No one's investing in this. Um, yeah, everyone says no. Everyone's like, you have not a chance. Um, at some point, they... They they get one meeting with one uh one like really rich guy yeah. who uh, also happens to be Jewish, uh and that that is important because Adam you know connects with him about their their uh, roots uh, and uses that as the selling point. He's like, hey, come on down, uh and and we'll show you the space. We'll 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 pitch it to you there, um and uh. You know, there we'll get it. And my fav- my favorite scene happens here because he's like, Hey, don't don't just let let us show you. Like don't let's not just talk about it. let's show you. And we get a scene of Jared Leto walking through and gesturing to different parts of this what is currently just an empty space. Uh, and gesturing and it comes to life and you see uh, a, 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 a child and uh, and their family on, on one of these desks having the best time and he points over and then there's a, a table football table 
And clearly the idea is that Adam Newman is so good and Jared Leto's such a good salesperson that that his words just bring to life these images in his eyes. Mm. Now, you might think, therefore, that we'd be able to hear his words. If they're so convincing and they draw such a picture, we might want to hear them. But clearly in the editing, they went, this isn't very fucking convincing, is it? Let's turn down Jared Leto's voice and ramp up the music, which is really ironic when the entire idea of their metaphor is these words paint a picture so well you can see it and they make it so you can't fucking hear the words. Um, anyway, he clearly makes such a good selling point. And then we have a little cut back to the, the night before where they're talking, uh, Miguel and, and Adam and Rebecca, they're talking about the valuation uh, and uh, he writes down a number, and Rebecca's like, "This is such. This is the best number I've ever seen. I've never seen such a good number." Um, and uh, Miguel looks at it. He goes, "This is ridiculous. Four point four point five million. We, we've got one office. We've got five. You want to you want a valuation at four point five million? And Rebecca's like, <laughs> "Uh." You missed a zero. And then we cut to the thing and he's like, $45 million, baby. And for some reason, this investor is like, I like the cut of your jib. $45 because you walked through this empty space and said some words. Let's fucking go for it, baby. Well, and I think he even says four four hundred million and $45 million and 13 So in the, it's, I, it's I believe it's specifically he goes, can't do the full $15 million. I could do... It was like, there was a lucky number, there's a Hebrew lucky number, I think it's like 18, so he's like, we're going to do 18 million 18. 18 cents or something like that. Um, yeah, yeah. Or 50 million in 18 um, cents. Um, yeah. So hey, the company's now worth $45 million. Fantastic. Uh, it's worth noting, as a parallel to this, obviously coming out at the same time, uh, should also be, I think, on Disney Plus, maybe in the UK, uh, it's on Disney Plus here. Uh, the Dropout, starring Amanda Seyfried, which is yes. about uh, Theranos. I've heard good which, things. Which, uh, you know, I, I'm enjoying. Uh, I think it's a little bit... It looks like it's kind of like less money, but maybe better show uh, than this. Like It's less stylish, certainly. Um, has a similar moment where she's on the yeah. boat with the guy who founded Oracle. Uh, and the guy who founded Oracle says, and I think it's true, which is, you know, like, look, at the end of the day, no one's really pitching and investing in your idea. They're investing in you. So you gotta, yeah. you've got to be very bull... You gotta be bullish about this thing. You gotta be like, I want that money. I want fucking money. And I think that's what Adam has. Whereas like the Theranos person wants to be that person. So Elizabeth Holmes yeah. wanted to be a founder. She wanted to do those things and therefore had to make herself into those things. Adam was naturally very charismatic. And therefore when he's like, show me the money, uh, they're all like, show me the money. Anyway, episode yeah. two. Yeah, uh, well, yeah, so episode one ends with the thing I spoiled about <laughs> ending before. They get their 45 million and then we cut back to the future where he gets fired they go down in that famous lift um and i believe we also see that, that in the says, future is worth f- uh, 47 billion so we, we see that it goes from a yes. 45 million dollar valuation to a 47 billion dollar valuation billion. yeah yeah you know a million dollars cool you know what's really cool sex 47 billion dollars <laughs> a fuck closet mm. uh yeah nan hathaway is like are we done pouting and then they walk off and he's not wearing any shoes and then they're like um, episode number two everybody um can we just before we get into episode number two i want to pause at this point because i i I express this to you i don't i don't get what this fucking show wants me to think and i don't know why it would want me to watch episode two because i watch episode one at the end of that is that they juxtapose these two points the 45 million dollar valuation and him getting fired and in any narrative logic 
the idea should be for that is you get the audience hooked because either you like the characters and so you want to see them succeed and it's painful to see them fail these characters aren't not likable that is not true that doesn't work or you start off at the really high point and then they show you that it's going to come crashing down and you've got to go whoa how did that how what how did it all come crashing down and at the end of episode one i'm like i I know how it all comes crashing down because it was bullshit. It was, bu- you've just shown me that it was bullshit. He just said to someone, we're worth $45 million. And the other guy was like, yeah, you are. No, I, so I'm not interested to I, see why I, that falls down. Here's the thing. I, I think your, so what your, your, your assumption of why it's bullshit, I think watching it was that, you know, innately money is stupid and innately investment is stupid. And therefore like any, yeah. they, like sure, they're just investing in, in a, this dude and whatever. Um, Obviously, in reality, what brought it down was not that. What brought it down was poor business management. So, like, it's what it is there is, like, I think they have done poorly for you in, like, setting up why the investment matters and that getting that valuation is a big enough sign of, like, faith in this guy. Because what the first episode should make you believe is, hey, this guy's really weird. He, get, he tries to go, go he has the whole guy after a bit. He sees what he wants. He goes after what he wants, even if it's maybe not good. And he has maybe an interesting attitude towards women. Um, but So you don't know whether or not he's good at what he does, but then he gets this valuation. And I think what the show wants to make you think is, well, if someone's willing to pay $15 million to him for 33% stake in his company, then he's got to be doing something, right? And then it cuts and, oh, look, he's fucked it up. So yeah, I think your central but, thing is like but, a distaste in capitalism. Um, drives your dislike <laughs> from that. Yeah, maybe, maybe I just don't like uh, capitalism, investment banking, and Jared Leto. And maybe that's just a toxic combination for this show. Um, anyway, we get episode number two entitled Marsha, 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 um, which I think is. It, I think it's two references. It's a reference to, obviously, um, uh, the play that is the central uh, three sisters which is the chekhov play Are they all um, that which play? we'll get to no the, it's just the one character okay. is uh Marcia, and then olga and then something else sure I, I can't remember um but i think it might also be a reference to Marsha clark because i believe there is an episode of the oj simpson i think i think Marsha, Marsha, Marsha was a title both the title of an episode of the oj simpson trial Marsha clark is the uh Lawyer who represents the prosecution. Stop there for a second. Uh, Marsha is the name of the title of the O.J. Simpson <laughs> trial. It's a, it, uh, the, oh, oh, the, the show the, about it. The American. The show. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, yes, the TV show. I recognise that I wasn't clear there. The American the TV legal show. system actually like structures itself around TV. So each day you're like new episode today, guys coming in hot. <laughs> yeah, Marsha. I'm not sure what it would be in reference to, but let's let's power through. That makes sense. You look it up while you're doing that. Uh, so in this episode, cool. Adam and uh, at the end of the last episode, or some point in the first episode. Um, Adam had uh, asked Rebecca to marry him she said not yet at some point uh, he helps her out emotionally and she says yeah I get down on one knee and then she says yeah I say yes and they're going to get married in this episode they get married uh, they have the ceremony they step on the glass that's super fun um, uh, her dad gives Rebecca a one million dollar check to buy a house which uh, you know 
nice for some. Uh, uh, okay, so I've 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 figured out why my brain made that connection. Both American Crime Story, uh, the O.J. Simpson story, and this are both referencing the same thing. They're not referencing each other, which is uh, a quote from the Brady Bunch. Cool. There you go. They're both referencing Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. A quote from the Brady Bunch. Jamie, everyone here is too young to know what that is. All right, there's no one. Uh, well, <laughs> I've got my prime primary source of knowyourmeme.com so clearly it must be uh permeating into the millennial psychosphere yeah, jamie elder millennials are like 40 okay which we're gonna get to in this or the next okay, episode in episode three yeah. so um, we power right, through so yes they get married they get married you the get the money million dollar check at the wedding and just going around being like hey look at me i got a 50 million dollar valuation company's worth 45 million dollars and all the uh, real investment real estate investment people are like uh yo uh, one it's not about uh, what, who you can see from your building. It's who, it's who can see you from the building, which is a piece of advice yeah. that ends up being apparently very useful to Adam. So it's good to know. Uh, and two, hey, that guy who said he's going to give you $50 million. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's uh, he's known for being a bit uh, shifty and not paying out for his investors, uh, which everyone's pissed about. And specifically, like, this is a the worst conversation to have, the worst place to have this conversation. And if at my wedding, Alyssa's dad comes up to me, he's like, ow. You need to short your business out, all right? You gotta. I know you're marrying my daughter, but specifically, you need to sort out your business and provide for her. I will throw a fit. That's where you come in, Jamie. That's where you well, come yeah, in. And be yeah, like, Brian, I, Brian, 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 let me get you a drink, and then you go buy Brian a drink. I was I was recently told by my mum that it is part of the best man's duties to like look after and cajole like the families of yeah. the bride and groom. I was not aware of this. I mean, this this is above my pay grade, man. Luckily, it's gonna be fine uh, because you know you you can be the good cop, but it can be the bad cop. You can be the bad cop, but it can be the good cop. However, you want to yeah, do well, it. Um, my, you've met my family. They're not <laughs> we, particularly we just, we just take Alyssa's dad into another room. It's very, it's very easy him. to, like, <laughs> it, it, I, again, Brian is a lovely person. I have never had a, a crossword with Brian, so you're going to be fine. <laughs> it's a wedding, so if anything ever looks concerned, you just put a glass of Prosecco in the hand and you rotate them around to someone else. All fine. Yeah. Anyway, uh, specifically, also in this episode, uh, Rebecca has a lot of conversations where people are like, is Gwenny coming? And she clearly hates Gwyneth Paltrow. Um, she decides yeah. she wants to get back um, into uh, acting. acting. So she gets a, an extra role on like a CSI or something. She's playing like Lauren Audit. So she's playing a dead uh, escort uh, who's like been pushed out of a building on a car or whatever. In one of the breaks, she goes up to the director and it's like, oh my God, I love you. You were so good in like other stuff. I loved you. Way, you check know? Off, yeah. Yes. Um, Did you know I'm really rich? Like, by the way, I'm really rich, and it's going to be a theme that I just kind of bounce from job to job, doing whatever the fuck I want because I'm rich as fuck, and people do what I say. Um, And so she's like, "Oh, you're really rich. Cool. You've got a warehouse space. That would be a cool space for um, for a play." And they end up going to the warehouse space um uh with the director and she's like oh my god can you imagine three sisters here and she's like oh my god it'd be amazing and then another way is like i've always wanted to play Marsha. and the director's like okay <laughs> I, I, I guess so yeah, um it is, so it we is start much her, better to we be start her b plot for yeah. like director of the company than to play anything all right you got that much money just be a producer you know they get to show yeah. up they can have drinks and then they can leave uh i do like it was uh, i did like they kept referencing the Doma warehouse 
Uh, and I, yes. I kept being the Leonardo DiCaprio meme where you're just pointing out. I was like, oh, 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 I know that. I know what that is. I never um, went to a show I've been there. Lot, but I know what the Don Mar is. Um, um, uh, Meanwhile, uh, Aaron Newman and Miguel are interviewing people. Very ironically, not in one of... You know what would be great for a space to hold an interview? Perhaps a, uh, a desk or a small space in, a, in an office yeah. where you have rented it out so you no. don't need to own the space. But no, they're doing it in a coffee they shop. They're doing it at Starbucks. Uh, they're going around, they're interviewing people. A lot of people, you know, they want job security. Screw job security, Jamie. You know what I want? I want stocks. All right, give me stocks, yeah. Jamie. That's why when you went to go get your coffee, you couldn't buy anything. It's because you didn't have any equity in a company. Get yourself some equity. All right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but clearly a lot of these aren't going well. Uh, but then he gets a guy who he really likes. But the guy's like, you know, this other company they're offering ten, me ten k more. Uh, and Adam Newman's like, um, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, I we're gonna be so much bigger like wouldn't you rather be working at facebook in 2002 um yeah. or whenever facebook started um and he's a little bit like oh, i'm not sure at this point the woman next to them gets up and leaves and is like hey can you watch my laptop and adam newman steals her laptop and the other guys are like what are you and he's like i'm making a point <laughs> look how much this sucks yeah. <laughs> wouldn't you much rather be in an open plan space where someone could also easily steal your laptop exactly i don't understand why someone couldn't if someone could steal your laptop in a coffee shop they can also steal your I, laptop in a wee I, I believe the point is meant to be that like one there are security cameras there and two like you have to, yeah. to at the moment everyone is currently hot desking anyway you know if you're working in a coffee shop you're effectively hot desking but you're doing it in a worse environment. You're doing it with any security. The guy's like, I'm in. The lady yeah. comes back. She's like, you stole my laptop. And he's like, screw you. And she's like, I've been listening to your pitch all day. It's a bad pitch. You know, you just want people to work together. But people don't come to Coffee Shop for that. They come to it for community. They come to it because they want to, uh, you know, feel together. And he's like, you're hired. And she's like, oh, I have the job. He's like, you don't. That's into that scene. No, you don't. And you're she's like, yeah, you're, you're right. right. Cool. Fuck you. They caught then, me. At that point, start going around. <laughs> Uh, uh, this is skipping over a big bit, which is like Adam doesn't get the money. They don't have the money coming in, which kind of screws them over because they, they yeah. I believe they have the lease already on this place or they need to start doing it up. Um, yeah. This screws them over. What Adam then does is he proceeds to take the $1 million that uh, Rebecca's dad yeah. gave for them to get a house and put it into yeah. the company. Um, at which yeah. point, you really hope you'd give us some equity. I know they're married, but like, <laughs> like maybe write something up where she gets some equity if you put a million dollars into it of her money. Plus the 500 grand, yeah. uh, so that they put everything into the company. Uh, they do it up. Uh, they find a sex dungeon at some point, uh, which is terrifying. Uh, they, yeah. uh, you know, doing it all up is all great. Uh, uh, Rebecca is kind of uh, meanwhile, for three sisters. Anne Hathaway is uh, rehearsing for Three Sisters. Uh, she is very bad at it. Uh, the director is being as kind as she possibly it can. It is very. I want to say a little credit to Anne Hathaway. It's very good acting for bad acting here because she doesn't overdo the bad. At this point, she doesn't overdo yeah. the bad acting. It's just it's like it's bad. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I believe he's he's out with drinks with a guy at some point and. Um, and he gets him to sign a contract on a lease, basically. I think he's like he's get a second the son. Yeah, he's like the son <coughs> of a, like parents that are really rich. And he's like kind of in charge of an area of their investment fund or something. So he gets um, Adam gets him to convince him to sign for a second building. Yeah. Um, Miguel is like, what the fuck, dude? We barely have enough money for this first one. What are you doing getting a second one? 
Uh, meanwhile, the second guy, the guy who gave him the investment comes in and is like, hey, dude, um, really fun time last night. I got really drunk and I signed you like half a million dollar lease. Um, be super chill if you just like didn't do that. That'd be super fun. Uh, and Adam's like, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be really sad though if it got out that you know you and your company. You know, it's a real real estate in New York's pretty small. Found out that you know your your word doesn't mean anything. That would that kind of suck, wouldn't it? And you know, what if your parents found out? Okay, cool guy, bye. Um, so Adam Newman once again being a dickhead, mm. and they have their second uh, location despite uh, uh, we haven't no, really they talked they much don't. about Miguel. They go uh, not until later. So they go back to uh, he goes back to Miguel and says we're not. Don't worry, because Miguel says I'll quit if we open up a second location. So I believe they don't. Oh, they don't, I miss. I, I miss this point. So they they open up the first one. Uh, they spend all night working on it. Uh, you know, fixing everything up, sorting out all the stuff. People start coming in. It's doing great. It does really well. At this point, he cuts the future. We skip ahead like a year or two. Um, he's giving a talk at uh, to like a brokerage firm. Um, they say, uh, no, is it Morgan Stanley? It's uh, it's either it, like J- J- uh, Morgan no, it's... or. JP Morgan or City, I think it's Citibank. Oh, yeah, uh, sure, Citibank. And he's having this kind of talk. They're talking about like, hey, how have you done so well? And he's like, because we're amazing. And they look across and like specifically they've opened it's up. It's JP Morgan. Morgan. Doesn't right. matter. They've opened up a second location looking onto JP Morgan. And he says, well, it's not about yeah. who you can see. It's about who can see you. Um, and yeah. uh, someone from uh, an investment firm, not JP Morgan, comes up to Adam afterwards and is like, Yo, let's talk about getting some money together. At this point, specifically, yeah. uh, we also have uh, Miguel and Rebecca this conversation where Miguel just like loves Adam. He's like convinced that Adam's yeah. the real deal. That there's just something about him. He's a superstar. And I think in the wake of Steve Jobs, everyone was looking for another Steve Jobs. Like, at, like around that yeah. point specifically, where Apple comes back, the iPhone comes out, and everyone's like, "Holy shit!" Or uh, Bezos to some extent. He's less charismatic, certainly than Jobs. Um, I think everyone was looking for men like that and it's really yeah. I, that's the part of the show I find really interesting it's like hero worship for what tends to be um, yeah, a very fucking tech group. bros yeah um, like te- tech bros all that kind of stuff um, I kind of that's the end of that episode uh, that's the end of the episode I think before the time skip you also have Anne Hathaway's play which is terrible uh, where the, the, it's terrible and also on opening night, she just starts doing a Russian accent oh, yeah. for no fucking reason. There are some, the next episode's quite funny, but there are some like genuinely quite funny bits throughout. Yeah. I think the next episode's funnier, but the her doing the terrible Russian accent for genuine like it's never established why she does this. She it's does, really yeah. weird. She just fucking does it on opening night. Yeah. Uh, then she. It's really weird. She it goes badly. So she goes and cries after the show because clearly she thinks it's done badly. But then immediately she goes to the director afterwards and was like, "Oh, that was fun. Don't think I'm gonna be a actor though. I, I was just, I was, it was fun for me for that one time, but I'm not gonna do it. Um, also, I think WeWork needs this space back. Uh, bye. So, and she's like, "What? We've got, we've got other shows coming in here." And it's like, "Oh, I don't know." Yeah. Um, so and Hathaway's character is also a bit of a dick. Yeah. No. I, I mean, I think it's because it's. I think it's a case of like armor yourself so you can't get hurt, kind of thing. I think she is self-aware. I think she's yeah. more self-aware than Adam, certainly. Um, yeah, but that like she decides to make it. She says this in a later episode where she's like, "It's a choice to get hurt." Like, oh, it's a choice yeah. to feel bad feelings. Oh uh, yeah, so think, oh yeah, yeah. And so she, she, uh, I think that's what she's doing here. I think she's deciding that she can be cruel 
uh, and that can make her impervious to pain. We skip to the next episode, which yeah. looks mainly at yes. uh, the uh, summer camp. Uh, we also have, we also haven't talked about the um, the intro credits to the show, which I actually oh, quite yeah. like. Oh, the, um, yeah, sorry, yeah. yeah, probably my favorite go, credits go, go. of uh, TV show for a while. Uh, Jamie, you know what I love when I turn it on TV every Thursday to watch this episode? Seeing a big old horse's ass. That's right, we <laughs> open on a big old unicorn butt. Uh, um, yeah, because if people don't know, the, the term unicorn in uh, entrepreneurship circles is a startup or a privately owned uh, business with a valuation of a billion dollars mm-hmm. or more. So you get uh, a unicorn walking through a WeWork office, and it's pretty cool. Um, I also should at this point say, uh, because I would be um, remiss if I didn't mention, because it's the one criticism that my girlfriend has, uh, the music in this show fucking sucks. Yeah, uh, the music is like royalty-free music that they found on YouTube. <laughs> it's really bad. Um, anyway, yes, as you say, episode three which is all about summer camp and oh we work is fucking great this is where we get into the it's a lot of it based at the we work offices where they have their own office yeah. which i think it's bullshit they should work in a we work anyway um we meet uh, a woman who's new to the company mm. she's like just been hired and there's like a whole queue of people behind her as well but then we get a big montage of everyone celebrate everyone's drinking all the time at work there's a Fuck closet. Uh, people are boinking all like rabbits all the time. Can I ask? Because I I yeah. didn't tune out, but I kind of like looked away for a second, and then I come back. She's on the she's then on the bus. She's kind of like, jumping through time, right? She's getting a little bit tired and tired. Yeah. Does is it implied that she was assaulted at any point? Because I I, uh, can... I do not I do not believe okay. so. No, I think it's just to uh, intimate that. People be fucked. Yeah, and that she uh, is uncomfortable in, in, working in this in office environment. I know definitely there were people, there were uh, uh, allegations of sexual misconduct. Uh, yes, there, so, so that, I mean right. that's that's vaguely that's touched upon later in in this episode. But I think I think the uh, this first montage is more just supposed to be this is a crazy party yeah. environment in general, and that's like and that if you are, a, I mean it's fun, but like yeah. oh it's not great for work. No, is it? I think it's also that like yeah, definitely if you're a woman that also can like the environment is geared towards men, uh, and yeah. women are sort of as an extension of that are treated as uh, poorly uh, in the environment, yeah. and that you can keep up, you yeah. got to keep up, and that's unfair. Um, yeah. Again, that yeah, that's touched on later in this episode, yeah, which we'll get, we'll get to. to. Uh, but then they are on their way to Lick Hackett uh, in New York. Jamie, you said you weren't no going to do any more offensive no. accents. You said you weren't going to do any more <laughs> offensive accents. I will only do accents of languages I can speak. Thank you very much. Um, so they are on a WeWork summer camp. Yeah. Uh, which is a really weird thing. It's like a music festival, basically. Um, the the Newmans, they land in on a helicopter. They're like three hours late. Everyone's waiting for them. Adam Newman. And I'm told that this is uh, this is true mm-hmm. to form for these sorts of companies where they throw these things. Adam Newman gets up on stage like he's a fucking rock star. Yeah. Like, yeah, we have 10,000 square acres. We're the hottest shit. When I say we, you say work. We work. And like, I can't fucking imagine imagine ever liking my company enough like especially when it's just like just a fucking company like that like 
I can get it if, like, it's a real passion industry. Like, you're working in the theatre industry, yeah. so you really fucking love uh, making the theatre that you do. Or, you know, you're... But even then, I just... I can't imagine just fucking loving your company and, like, chanting for it. It's deep... It's, like, cult-like. I mean, it's really Yeah, odd. no, I, I agree. I, I think it comes down to this, right? Like, in the wake of Facebook, uh, Facebook in particular... Um, you know, so companies where people got paid in uh, shares, uh, effectively in the early stages. Yeah, there were so many. Like, I, I, if I'm correct, there are a lot of a lot of um, Silicon Valley now, or even just like San Francisco. It's just people who got in on the ground floor of Facebook or Google or you know whatever Amazon who got paid in shares. Their shares are now worth tens to hundreds of millions of dollars. And yeah, so if you if it's it's a little, I know we kind of joke about it. I really don't like the super song stuff, but it but it's similar to that. I think in the sense of like this person's going to take us to the moon. Like yeah, this person is yeah, our captain, I guess so. and he is going to make me a hundred. My children's children are never going to have to work because that's how rich I'm going to be. Yeah, and it's gross. I, guess, I get. I guess if this man was going to cause me, I I might be willing to go. We work, we yeah. work. Maybe I'd make that concession if he's going to make now, me a multi. Jamie, as a child who refused to sing the national anthem uh, at school because uh, fuck authority, uh, I of course would never be so shallow. Uh, but then of course, never. I'm not <laughs> talented enough to get a job at that kind of company, so uh, we end up somewhere in the middle. <laughs> um, um, uh, so yeah, he gives his speech. Meanwhile, uh, Rebecca Newman seems to be getting a, a call from her dad. Something seems to be going on. We're not really sure what. But uh, Adam calls her up on stage. She's a little bit flustered. Uh, and she sets off the inciting incident for this entire episode, which is where she says, a woman's job... It, what's the direct... It's something like, a woman's it's job to is to support the man. Yeah, it's... Um, and, and everyone in the crowd is a little bit like, oh, that's but a weird thing to say uh, as they come off her assistant uh, who is a vague main character for this episode oh she's not an assistant um, she's the head of communications for WeWorks oh she's the head of communications I, I, I very much apologise to her uh, for, for reducing her role um, the head of communications um, is like yeah maybe maybe you want to like clar-. there's also we should say a journalist mm. around for the summer camp to do a to do an article uh, an uh, I was about to call it an expose. It's not supposed to be an expose, just a deep dive on the company and its summer camp. So she's like, yeah, maybe you should clarify that. Like, it just doesn't sound very, like, progressive and feminist um, to say that. And Adam and Adam and Rebecca are like, what are you talking? She just loves me. Like, what? it's totally fine. Yeah. Um, Reader, it, it was not totally fine. Um, um, we then cut to... So, so we, the, the episode, yep. like, for the most part, actually, this is a less... Uh, eventful episode so like the, the major plot points of the episode are this um, it's largely a Rebecca focused episode Rebecca's having a tough time yep. we find out that Rebecca's dad uh, is going to go to jail um, yeah uh, I, I couldn't figure out what for I figured out what he did like so, yeah, two decades ago it, which I we'll I get to but I didn't figure out what the issue was right to be now tax fraud because uh, she basically okay. said like oh it was his accountant's kind of thing so it, it, it's likely yeah. like he falsely uh, yeah. and and her dad is like asking her for a reference uh, like a, 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 a character reference which I did I didn't know that existed in courts of you know, law like uh, just get you just get your daughter to say some nice things about you and the judge I'm, might be like I'm oh, not sure it does in the UK uh, I you know, does it surprise me about the U.S. legal system? The I, same legal system yeah, where you I have guess, to pay cash bail to get out? I, I don't know, I've seen, dude. I've seen, 
I've seen character witnesses, yeah, yeah, yeah. so I know, I know it's a thing, but it's the idea that she's just writing a letter to the judge being like, please don't be oh, too mean de- to my daddy. Really, like, just in crayon. Like, you know the episode of uh, Friends <laughs> where Joey writes the character reference for Monica and Chandler, and they're like, we thought it was really cute you got a child yeah. to do it. It's basically that. So she's, she's spending <laughs> the episode trying to say something nice about her dad, which she struggles with, because as we find out, her dad set up a company called the American Cancer Foundation. Yeah, which didn't yeah. like was nothing to do with cancer whatsoever. So people would donate money to yeah. the cancer foundation, commit yeah, fraud. and and he yeah, st- he yeah. I, I guess he didn't technically steal a million uh, dollars I mean, from the, from cancer because it was never going to go to the yeah. cancer. He didn't take it away. He he set up a front basically to trick and and to stole people. So he, he just stole yeah, people's he, he money people. under the guise of donating. Um, I, I think very specific- um, and yeah, and this was like twenty years earlier when she was a child. Uh, and he got he he got caught, but he didn't end up doing jail Jamie, time. I don't it was think. an LLC, so the, I believe it was Libus Liability Company. So um, the the company itself was uh, found guilty of fraud, but because it was limited liability, I think the company was found guilty of fraud, not that he was found guilty of fraud. Um, although the yeah. judge makes him say, "Do you know you company committed fraud? Do you know what that makes you say it?" And he's like. I'm a fraud. Um, we then cut to uh, to that, that's one part of the episode. The other part of the episode is that uh, Rebecca's brother died not long after that, and so around here uh, she has uh, ironically from cancer. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, God did not like uh, the new uh, Rebecca. Uh, so specifically, they're kind of going around. She's having all these flashbacks. Um, while simultaneously uh, everyone's being like, wait, does she hate women? And uh, a lot of women are boycotting. (laughs) Yeah, she gets called into a meeting where all the guys are in like Hawaiian shirts. One guy has the word cock written on his forehead. And they're like, "Uh, so this is a really serious issue. Um, All the millennials are angry with you. And I know you want to talk about it. Oh my fucking God. Let's let's get the plot points out. Let's get the plot points out. But I know you want to talk about it. They're like, oh, the millennials are like way more progressive. And, you know, they're all online and they're all complaining about you because like, I guess like women want rights now. Um, What you said kind of was like you lived in the 1920s. Like, um, big boo-boo. But yes, you want to talk about the millennial issue. Jamie, do you know what the... Year you have to be born at to be considered a millennial. Uh oh, I believe I've looked this up recently. I believe you you have to be forty two now, so eighty, nineteen eighty. Yeah, nineteen eighty one. No. Yes, nineteen eighty one. Nineteen eighty one. In this scene, it's not. We have adults. You know, they're older than me, certainly. Jamie, they're older yeah. than you, I assume. Yeah. Uh, but look, it's a lot of a lot of chubby white dudes uh, in Hawaiian shirts. That's fine. As a chubby white dude who likes wearing Hawaiian shirts, that's okay. What's not okay is they go, guys, we're going to lose the millennials. They look around, they look around, they say, guys, we're going to lose the millennials. Like, we can't do this, they're going to cancel us, we're going to lose the millennials. Now, Jamie, everyone in the scene is a millennial. There is no one in the scene who is above, like, who is above, okay, maybe at this, because we're further back in time, maybe 37. Yeah, yeah, because, yeah. I I think, I think technically Rebecca and Adam Newman themselves are, like, just over they're like 42 43 now so they're like maybe just over but like you say it's not like they're so far removed from millennials that they would be like acting like baby boomers like look i I hate Um, gen z and i want to throw this out here right now if you're gen z i'm really sorry but we're not friends but uh yeah go fuck yourself of, of course but uh you know i wouldn't go around talking about the gen z yeah um it's monstrous it's absolutely monstrous worst bit of writing the entire show we um 
which is a bit, a bit harsh, but it is. Uh, we, we continue to get a few flashbacks. Um, we learn a little bit about Anne Hathaway having a bad relationship before um before adam newman i again wasn't getting much detail here was she harassed was she abused i i no, no, may I, have I, 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 I find this i believe it i don't like I believe it's just much. that uh she proceeded to i believe her boyfriend cheated on her and that she wanted to keep him so like he was a disinterested boyfriend he was like i mean they were 16 17 right so he's a bit of a shithead um he cheated on her she was like no don't leave don't leave don't leave because she just wanted him to stay like her brother had died her dad yeah. was a fraud um, they had Anna Hathaway because it's interesting because for there's a certain level far back in the past that they had a teenager playing Anna Hathaway, and then there was another level where yeah. they were just like Anna Hathaway. You can still play a sixteen year old. You could, yeah, twenty three. That's fine. No, no, um, at some point she's like sixteen, uh, seventeen, and like I was like, oh, Jesus. and she she kind of um, looks it's sort of, like the makeup's not bad, but like yeah. her voice is still Anne Hathaway as an adult. Uh, cutting back to the present, uh, she has a, a listening session with all the women, um, wherein she talks uh, for most of it and is like, um, no, I'm not here to apologize. Uh, this is bullshit. Uh, we're a community here. We're a family. You know, I, I support my husband. There's no issue with that. And all the women are like, lady, sit down. There's a fuck closet. We have to be up until 3 a.m. drinking every day. She's like, oh, you probably shouldn't be doing that. You should be reporting it to your boss. Who do you think we're fucking, lady? What do you think is going on in your company? This shit's a mess. Um, so her, her listening session didn't go very well. Um, she comes out of it. Uh, all the men are very angry that they let her do that. Um, she's angry with Adam, uh, who wasn't there. Uh, she goes and meets her dad, um, who she has uh, an absurd amount of, you know, rich person amount of wine with. Big old glass filled up way too much. It's like, no, you've you got way too much money to be able to pour a wine glass that big. Um, um, uh, and basically he... Uh, I can't remember. What does he say in this Literally, scene? Literally, all, all he wants is to get the character. He kind of used her very transactionally. He's like, yeah. you're going to write me a great reference. You're going to write me a great reference, right? And she's like, yeah, sure. So she then writes a reference saying, my dad, a fraud, but not a bad man, has changed after the death of my, my brother. That's sort of that it. And the next uh, day, she's meant to give a... Uh, she goes out looking for Adam because she thinks... Uh, she and Adam go to a silent disco. She doesn't have a fun time at the disco. She comes back. Uh, she writes the letter. Um, she then proceeds the next day. I think she's told, "Hey, you got to give this speech uh, about uh, you know apologizing to women. Also, you got to talk to this journalist yeah. first. And the journalist, she basically says, "Look, I'll let, I'll give you some gossip if you can not publish this." Yeah, story. I'll I'll give you some gossip about Gwyneth Paltrow, and then also subsequently we learn they fire their head of oh, communications and hire this guy to keep him from publishing the story basically yeah, which is like it's treated as a like just a that's fucking huge like what the fuck that's crazy they fired their head of communications and hired some random fucking journalist dude that they hadn't even fucking interviewed just so he wouldn't like what that's bonkers. Yeah. I want to hear her story. What the fuck's going on there? Um, yeah, so that's... And I, they do... Then do force to drive back in a car with her big bunny ears on. Um, she, uh, Rebecca then gives the speech and she nails it. She kind of says, look, sure, I do think it's just women should look after men. I also think men should look after women. Uh, that's right, guys. Feminism. You didn't let me finish what I was going to say. And now she gives a good big speech. Uh, and that is the end of the episode, give or take is. Uh, yeah. 
Um, and you know, again, I've it, for some reason this convinces all the women in the crowd who are like, "There's a fuck closet, and we're getting harassed at work." And she was like, "But we're a family," and they're like, "You're right." I realize we've made a lot of jokes about the fuck closet. Uh, I I I just want to throw out about the fuck closet. Uh, it sucks. We're not pro fuck closet. Yes, we yes, are... no, no. I I agree. The fuck closet shouldn't exist, yes. but. I also, but I also will closets. defend to my dying days that the words fuck closet are funny. No, no I, I, I can definitely agree with that. I can get behind you in the um, fuck closet, so, Jamie, and we can stand there and support the phrasing. Um, oh, you can go. Right, anyway. So that is uh, <laughs> the first three episodes of We Crashed. Um, I, are we... What are we doing with the ratings here, Al? Are we just gonna are we gonna rate the first three well, episodes and then yeah, rate, we'll or are we each, gonna we'll do a, wait? No, we're not gonna do each one. We'll do okay, it as a cool. block. So each 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 time we record an episode, we'll record the we'll rate the ones we've seen. Um, so we obviously cool. every time we uh, review these things, we review based on four scales. We review on how yep. good is the thing we are watching. How good was Anne Hathaway? Uh, in the thing we were watching, uh, we say uh, how the Anne Hathaway America's Sweetheartometer. So, how much is uh, Anne Hathaway America's Sweetheart in this? <laughs> Interesting question there. And then we decide whether or not it goes in our blank span. Uh, Alexander, important question though. What about Jared Leto entering the Anne's Man's list? Should we wait until the yeah. end of the series to decide where? I mean, spoiler alert, he's not going high. Speak for yourself, I, for one, um, am a massive maybe... fan of 30 Seconds to Mars. So uh, we'll, <laughs> we can agree on that later. Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe uh, he, maybe he'll change. <laughs> maybe I can change him. Um, <laughs> uh, so we'll wait until the end of um, the series to do that. Um, what what are your what are your general thoughts My general... on uh, on the first three episodes so far? One, interestingly, I think these things these kind of stories are always better told either through uh, books or documentaries. I, I think because often when you're talking about big financial concepts, um, I tend to think actually those details are quite interesting. But sometimes they need more explaining than a TV show wants to do. So like a TV show really tends to want to avoid talking about the economy too much or like about financial stuff because they think it's boring and actually it's not boring it's, it's really yeah. interesting that's some of the really interesting stuff like how does a company go from being worth nothing to being valued 47 billion yeah. to being valued at 9 billion that's really interesting and I would like to know more about the economics of that yeah. and the show doesn't really touch on that or doesn't really touch no, on no it yeah they, they seem to think for some reason the interest to this story is the the love story is, is the Adam yeah. and Rebecca of it all and and I mean I I guess mm. they're kind of interesting. Like Adam's a pretty weird guy, so I guess he's an interesting character. But I I've got to be honest, I don't really care about Anne Hathaway. I think Anne Hathaway's doing a great job, but I don't no. really yeah. care about her character that I'd like I I don't care about her for multiple reasons. Firstly because it her plot is quite separated from the whole WeWork stuff and that's why I'm watching the yeah. show more or less. But also you know, I, I I've, I've talked about this. I don't know how this show wants me to feel. Yeah. Like it feels like this this episode is I'm supposed to feel bad for Rebecca because oh. you know she's had a tough thing with her family and whatever. But it's like no, her dad's just a fraud. Yeah. Her dad's a fraud and a dickhead, and she's also kind of a dick. Like I I, I don't know what this show I, wants me I to feel. I don't think it wants you to think oh poor Rebecca. Um, 
Okay. I, I think it wants you to be able to either empathize or sympathize with her and understand her as a multifaceted character. But like, and I think I think it does. It spends time on that. Um, but like, she's not nice. She's not good. She does support her husband and she does help sweep under bad stuff. Right. Like, she is very much out for herself. I just so I, I think there are yeah. things where like. At times, it wants you to sympathise, and I can appreciate why you'd be you'd feel like, oh, how how should I feel? And I think because the show yeah. wants some level of ambiguity here, I think there is a fundamental issue with the show, which is that it it fashions itself structurally not in the best way for me. I think a more interesting yeah. version of most um, founder stories are not told from the perspective of the founder, but rather told from the perspective of people around them. So, like. Specifically, if we see Adam all the time, we know he's a fraud too quickly, dramatically for me. Yeah. Not a fraud, but like that, that he's a showman, right? Like he's selling you something and there's actually yeah. not much there. And I think if they had yeah. told it from this, like if each episode had been from the perspective of someone different and Adam was still, you know, big in that, but not necessarily, you know, always seen as much, I think that'd be really interesting. So for instance, like if the first episode was told from Miguel's perspective or the, and the second episode yeah, was told I, from like her dad's perspective, I don't know, something like that, that could be interesting. Yeah, I I wish we had more of Miguel. Miguel's I great. Like I, I want to, I think, I think the actor who's playing him is really good and I want to see more the clear frustrations, yeah. but potential admirations he must have being in the role he's in. Like, like you say, it's, it's more interesting to see how people around these people deal with being around them than it is to just see Adam Newman say that the company's worth $45 million yeah. and be like, yeah, it is. Because um, I, I, I st- if you spend too much time with these people, you you see how hollow they are. Like, and yeah. there's there's a... Look, obviously, there's the case that, like, it's a Jared Leto and Anne Hathaway show, and so you're not going to pay the absurd amount of money you need to pay to get them on the show and not have them take up the majority of screen time. Um, yeah. I just think that, dramatically, that might not be the most interesting way to tell it. Um, yeah. Uh, I also just think, compared to other versions of, like, startup stories, I don't think WeWorks is particularly that interesting because like something like so the uber one in particular like uber broke a crap ton of laws and basically just decided to go into countries like go into cities and um just 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 break just break labor laws until they became ubiquitous enough that people had yeah, to use and like that to me is like that's fascinating that I, that like a company is allowed to continue to exist after doing that in that many places. Like they, they should have been shut down. Like what? That's not. That's yeah. like they had enough money that they could pay off any fines, and that was what they did. They blacklist like Uber, for instance, like blacklisted city officials. They figured out how to track city officials on their phones and blacklisted them from the apps so that they couldn't shut down illegal drivers. That to me is insane and like absolutely yeah. bizarre. And like the Uber story is like, I don't, Super Pumped I don't think is meant to be great. The TV show, but the book is really, really interesting story about it. WeWork is like, it's an interesting story in that they had nothing, they get up to 47 billion and it was very much overvalued. And there was a lot of bad business practice inside. There's a lot of bad you know, treatment of uh, employees and stuff, but it isn't in and of itself enough. Like, can you believe this is happening? Which I think is, is like, yeah. that's why the Theranos story is really good too. Yeah. Is like, they like in this like Theranos is different like in Theranos they had a great idea for a product they never had and yet they managed to raise other stuff and actually put a lot of people's lives in danger that's there are stakes there if the stakes are some rich people go from because like they say oh it's we crashed it crashed to nine billion dollars like 
Like that's <laughs> it's, an incredible a lot. lot of money. It's like still that's, a lot that's, of money. That's a lot of money. I, you know, I I just think that I just think it's not the most interesting story to tell. Yeah, and and in terms of, like so far, maybe this changes, but in terms of the holy shit seeing behind the like your your wolf of wall streets which there's plenty of issues with glamorizing that sort of stuff but seeing behind like the crazy shit that was going on at the time whether it be the like you say with uber the literal legal crazy shit or just the crazy shit so far with we work it's been well obviously the bad labor practice and the bad treatment of their employees which they've touched on a little bit here and they had a summer camp and they sometimes like party and stuff we're, we're not we're not really getting any of the interesting details of well what was going on what was the work culture yeah. at the time that could be interesting crazy stories from that or what is the nitty-gritty of actually yeah. how are they progressing this quickly yeah, yeah. How are they expanding this quickly? Other than just Adam Newman telling people, hey, give me money. I'm sweet. Yeah. Let's go. I shout at people. Let's do <laughs> it. 45 million. Yeah. <laughs> no, so I, I definitely agree with you there. So in terms of what I give the show, I think they're really good performances. Yep. Uh, I think it's, uh, you know, I'd give it a solid three. It's not a bad show. It's just, I don't think it's directed in a particularly, directed or written in a particularly interesting way. Um, and it's very like no. middle of the road. Like it's there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. I after a string of bad Anne Hathaway things, I am glad Anne Hathaway is doing an adult product, which is not bad. Yeah. Um, that that's good to me. So three. Yeah. I yeah. I I agree with you. The performances are good. I hate Jared Leto. I just have a have an ingrained dislike for the man. Don't want him to be cast in things. Um, but uh, I think he is doing a, a decent enough job. There's, and they're doing well with kind of little, as you say. The writing is pretty, eh. Like I, I, there's been one or two. There's been one line mm. really that I've like. When you've got these big, inspiring characters, you want them to deliver their fucking Aaron Sorkin lines where they sound smarter than everyone else in the room and they've got a really fascinating idea. And the only one that's resonated with me is people still want to be at university functionally. Yeah. You'll be chasing this feeling for the rest of your lives. That's the only one that's resonated I, with I, me. So the script is pretty yeah. average. The music's bad. The direction is okay. The, the acting is decent uh, and very good in parts. I'm going to give it a 2.5 so I, far. Uh, uh, so of course we then move on to Anna Hathaway's performance in this. I like Anna Hathaway's yeah. performance in this. Once again, it's not yeah. bad. She doesn't have three fingers in this, which looks like she has a physical disability. So that's great. You know, I can like it. I'm not apologetically. Yeah. Um, I also I liked it because it's not the particular like typical Anna Hathaway performance. Like it's it's a lot more like what if Anne Hathaway had passed across into being uh, Miranda in The Devil Wears Prada. Um, like, yeah. what if she's now the bad guy? And, and I, I like that. She's good at it. I think she could do it very well. And and their chemistry works really well, actually. Like, other than the weird, harassy start to their relationship, you can really see why these two, like, quite weird yeah. people really gel. Um, so they, they make good chemistry, which is difficult to do, especially in a show like this with characters like mm -hmm. this. Um, I'd give her a three point. Seven. Cool. Nice. Nice. Uh, we then move on to uh, the end. Oh, no, you haven't. Oh, what, what, I, I, did I you say what you're giving her? I think she's giving me, I like Anne Hathaway as a performer. Um, 
I yeah I, I I think this is decent and more stuff like this please Anne Hathaway whether or not I love this as much as I love other pieces of uh, work yeah and the America's Sweetheartometer I mean pretty damn easy to be honest really don't think she's America's Sweetheart especially not current day progressive millennial America's <laughs> Sweetheart she nowhere near championing feminism enough for uh for present day America's Sweetheart um she's also just kind of a dick uh very rich very privileged um and she's tangentially related to gwyneth paltrow which to be honest that alone is enough for me to give her a 0.5 yeah that, I, I feel bad to say that but a hundred percent uh unfortunately uh she gets cancelled on this uh so she's half of america's sweetheart and half of america's not sweetheart uh so you know i, I guess i guess i put her <laughs> in the middle uh, i think there are some people who love that uh, yeah, she seems like the kind of person who had either voted for Marianne Williamson or Donald Trump. So I'm, I guess politically that puts her as a three. So I'm gonna give her a, a three. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, I imagine we will not be deciding whether we are stashing this away until uh, we get to yeah until we get to the uh, the end. So let's imagine we have not, and therefore we must uh, be presenting something else. Uh, to galvanise humanity for this week, uh, Alexander, I, I think I, I, have a, I have an idea what you might do. So I'm gonna I'm gonna zag because I think we could easily give both the same thing uh, because it's the same thing we've been enjoying thoroughly. Oh uh, no, no, I so was I'm gonna, gonna zag away. So Feel free. Okay, well no, I'm not I'm not going to either because you know what I'll probably still be enjoying it sure. next week and I do it then uh, because I've got a way more funny one uh, which is shoehorns i'm gonna be presenting shoehorns this week because i uh recently was starting to get a little bit grazed on the back of my thumb from putting all my shoes on all the time and i tell you what al you you, you got your head in your hands there it's a game changer absolute game changer everyone should get a shoehorn my feet just slide in like fucking angel wings into those shoes now my thumb is recovering absolute beauty i've just been putting shoes i've just been putting shoes on i'm not even going anywhere i just put the shoes on because it feels so good i, I found ones, out uh last week maybe the week before um that jamie turns 30 uh the week before i get married uh, and for a long time uh, no 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 alexander not the week before Two days before your fucking wedding is my 30th birthday. Thank you very much, you fucking friend. It's great. All our <laughs> friends will be in town. What a good opportunity. Yeah, all right. I, yes, I recognise there might be silver linings, Sorry. but I'm going to... What, what I appreciate a... is that, like, it's not on the same day. It's just nearby. It's just, uh... Yeah, like, yeah. I, 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 I your, deeply your... appreciate that. I think my headphones have cut out. Uh, which is slightly <laughs> screws me. So I will... I'm going to say this, and then I'm going to show up, and you can get to the end. But, uh... Uh, one, yeah, apparently we just need a lot of, like, space around Jamie's birthday, so it's the biggest and most important <laughs> event of the month. Yes. Uh, because having yes. a wedding anytime nearby is going to screw him over, so fine. Uh, but anyway, so what I'm putting in is the film Turning Red. It's available on Disney+. Plus. That film is great. I watched it last night. Uh, obviously, I live in Canada. There's a Tim Hortons box. Uh, there's a Sky a Skydome. Uh, this is from Toronto. Uh, she gave it two thumbs up. That should be... Should have been in cinemas. It should be available to watch. But hey, you can watch on Disney Plus for cheaper. So great. Um, it is beautiful. Really well directed uh, by first time uh, feature film director Domi Shi. Uh, she previously directed the, the film Bao. It's beautiful. I loved it. I'm also going to shout out the Oscar movies I've liked. Because the Oscars this weekend will be too late for them. Uh, Drive My Car. Three hours long, but really great. Do you like Chekhov? It feels like Chekhov, but a film. Uh, great. You should watch it. Uh, do I like any of the other Oscar movies? Dune. Giant Worms. 
That's kind of great. Uh, there's also West Side Story. That's the best one. West Side Story. If it weren't for the fact that there was a creep in the central role, uh, we should all be talking about it a thousand times more, but it is probably the best film of last year. Uh, yeah, that, that's all I'm going to have to say as my headphones have completely cut out. Uh, so I can't hear Jamie. I think he's chuckling along. Uh, but actually, you can see his face is just seething. He's seething at the knowledge that he has to have his birthday near my anniversary. And what that means is for the rest of the time, every time he's like, it's my birthday, I gonna go well it's my anniversary soon jamie so i don't care where are you gonna give me my gift where's my gift jamie uh anyway what uh wrap us out because i can't hear you right uh yeah now al can't hear me i can rip him to shit um so firstly it's not just that it's any birthday it's my 30th birthday i'm the oldest friend in our friend group it's gonna be the first 30th birthday our friend group i'm fuming about it um i might be having travel to scotland on my 30th birthday al's a dick anyway he can't defend that also i'm (laughs) he likes a girl movie for girls in turning red go fuck himself anyway uh from that we will see you in like a week or two uh when we review uh, a couple more episodes of this uh <laughs> so, Alice, I think confused it why I'm still talking for so long. He has no clue. <laughs> has no clue that I've been Marriage tearing him to shreds. Um, so, of course, uh, join us uh, when we review more if we crashed. So, for me, Jamie, I'm a co host, Al. That's one more. Right? In the bank! Dun, 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 dun. Blank's bag! Yeah. <laughs> wow, Al knew. Holy shit. Blank's bank. <laughs> <laughs>